This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today is one of those days that I just so looked forward to and can't wait to talk to this gentleman. Um, He is someone who we're going to have a great time talking to. I've had him on my program before. Little disclaimer, I am part of his C-suite network, as you all hear in the the sounder before we start the program. This program is on uh, C-suite network, but I don't have him on the program just because of that. I have him on the program because he is a fabulous person, and he's written a great new book. So please join me in welcoming Jeffrey Hazlett to our program. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. You got you to gotta be more upbeat. I know, <laughs> I know. You know, it, it's funny. I've had people, especially once I moved down to the South, that said, darling, no, darling. Just yeah. slow down. <laughs> and I only have like one cup of co- coffee a day. Can you imagine if I was one of those people that had lots of coffee? Uh, you, <laughs> you and you live in Atlanta now. I which, do. You know, I used I grew up in Georgia. That's oh, actually right. Yeah, although a lot of people know me for South Dakota, but right. but Georgia is a mm-hmm. is my real, you know, kind of like real home ah. that I kind of grew up when I was a kid. We were stationed there a couple different times okay. when I was okay. in the military. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of consider yeah. that still home. You know, it's an interesting state and, you know, it, especially moving here from Colorado. So, you know, it's but I, I love the South, love the people. But, yeah, they do tend to think that I, I get a little wound up on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hard to believe, right? Exactly. Well, for those who don't know you, let me give folks just a little bit about you. So Jeffrey Hazlett is the primetime television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett, an executive perspective live on C-Suite TV, and is the host of the award-winning All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Jeffrey is a global business celebrity, Hall of Fame speaker, Chairman and CEO of C-Suite Network, home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders, and he is a best-selling author. His most recent book is The Hero Factor, How Great Leaders Transform Organizations and Create Winning Cultures. So, Jeffrey, let's just jump right into this. What made you decide to write this new book? You know, for so long, um, we watch as people talk about businesses being bad. We see that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yet whenever I go anywhere in the country, I see nothing but great businesses. Sure. There's, right. bad, there's bad players. We both know that. We see them. Uh, there's, there's what we'd call, you know, uh, hopeless losers or asshats, as I like to refer to them mm-hmm. as. Uh, by the way, that's a term that I actually put in the book, oh. and these terrible <laughs> players, because I had, to, I had to find a word that, that would make it through censors on TV. Mm-hmm. Right, sisters mm-hmm. <laughs> on on podcast, so I don't get get you red flagged. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do something that you know because I found something that was kind of unique in that I found all these hero businesses. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by hero businesses, these are value based businesses who who really have a statement about doing good for themselves and their employees and the people around them, the companies, the company they serve, the the people they serve, the communities they serve, and we see that every single day in in small. Communities and big company and big communities, where you see companies that do the right thing. 
And, and so this is a, you know, about companies who value people mm-hmm. and value their values over profit. But what right. we find is the companies that have these values and, and, and state them and can work as a real hero company actually do better than mm-hmm. all the other businesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When they're only in it for the money. And, you know, let's be honest, we have bills to pay. We understand companies have to make money. Nobody's a nonprofit. Even nonprofits have to make money. But, you know, when they're only in it for the money, sometimes that works, but only for a while. But, well, it it can, well, it can actually work forever. You know, you can be a bottom line company. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to have to re-innovate. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to, you're going to have to cut people. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this. And and that's so, I'm okay with that. And Mm -hmm. and I actually talk about that in my book, that there's a number of types of companies. Let's talk about what they are. So, at the top of the food chain, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. are the hero companies. These are companies that just make more money, gross more revenue, have happier employees, happier customers, more loyal customers, Mm -hmm. uh, have have great vendors, okay? And they're doing it for the right reasons. Then you have good companies. I call it a good co. They they do pretty good, but they're not really in the, the they're not really focused in on the you know values. Mm-hmm. Then you have you have assets. You have these total loser companies who just right. want you know kind of uh, use a bad word, but you know rape and pillage. They just mm-hmm. they're just bad. You know who they are, and it's right. like Theranos and all well, Bernie Madoffs, and you can we can make a whole list of those. Mm-hmm. And then then there's do gooders. Now do gooders have great hero value, but very poor on the profit side or right. the operational. They're too side. concerned with do. Doing good. Yeah, exactly. So, so they're so good that they don't make money. Well, that mm-hmm. doesn't help you because long, long term, you're not going to make it. Right. And then there are those businesses that you talk about um, that 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 are beyond good co. That they're really bottom liners. And if all they are is the bottom line, if that's all they're looking at the bottom line, then long term they will, you know, they won't succeed into the hundreds of years, and they certainly won't succeed in terms of, of at a great level. Mm-hmm. They'll do well, uh, but it is it the kind of company you want to spend the rest of your life at. Right, and and therein lies the problem. So that's you know, let's so let's say it's Walmart. It's it's it could be Ford. It could be um, GE. In fact, those are some of the examples that I say. Or GM. Mm-hmm. Um, it's companies like that, or the gas company, electric company. They're just mm-hmm. not. They don't have the values. They're more bottom line. I get it. Um, all for you if that's what you want to do. And by the way, I do say that. Pick a side. I think mm-hmm. that's important. But but I really want to focus on the companies that are just doing the right things for the right reasons in the right places. And, mm-hmm. and you know, 20, 28% of the people who work at a company can't even tell you what the company stands for. Right. That's pretty Aside bad. Aside from they want to make money. Yeah. Or, or, they, or, they, or they, the employees want it, just a paycheck. So mm-hmm. we want to focus on companies that want, you know, a people filled with more than people who just want paychecks and want to mm-hmm. do the right thing and want to do it for a very value-based driven company. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I wrote the book about. And, and also to tie it to our hero club, we have a mm-hmm. group called the hero club, which is a, an organization of, of C-suite leaders, mm-hmm. of, of CEOs, owners, entrepreneurial, um, in, in their, in their leaning. And, and they're, and we make them sign a pledge. We make mm-hmm. them sign a pledge that they'll, they'll, they'll do the right thing and they'll not be asshats. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting. I actually have your website open right now, and and you know, several of the the things in the pledge are embraces sharing credit with teammates. Yeah, and, and we think of that, and several of us will think. You know, most people will go, well, duh. 
but that doesn't always happen. Wouldn't it be great to have a president that uh, would, I know. Uh, you know? <laughs> I know, you know that, that doesn't, yeah. Um, like, it has the ability to implement in ideas and drive change. Yeah, that's you important. Know? I mean, yeah. well, listen, because I always have this saying, Deb, uh, an idea without implementation is only air. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, and for many companies, and it, it, they they like the status quo. You know, they've they've been there for months, years, you know, decades, you know, some you know centuries even, where they have worked as the status quo, and yeah. that worked just fine until something major happened. Um, you know, and and one of the things that that you talk about in your book and and in several other places, you worked for that company that's called Kodak. Yep didn't quite catch on, <laughs> you know, that there were, the times they were a change in, um, you know, now there's still a company. I mean, you know, for a lot of people don't even know that Kodak still exists, but they do. Oh, yeah. And they're about the 9 billion in, in, right. in revenue. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they did get caught up and they thought what's going on. Sears, great example. That's, um, uh, uh, that's, that something was going to happen. You know, there's, that's a bottom line company. Mm -hmm. So, right. so that, that, that was a bottom line operations mm -hmm. company and that's what it became in the, mm -hmm. in the later years. So it kind of lost its way. It right. started out as a hero company. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it started out as a company that would actually serve the community. In right. fact, you think oh, back definitely. when we were younger, Deb, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, uh, you got everything at Sears. Mm -hmm. If you couldn't get it at Sears or JC Penney's, quite frankly. Or Monkey Wards. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and you didn't, then you didn't need it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> and, and but they got away from that, and then they were taken over by this guy. Who recent, most recently, drove him into uh, the thing. In fact, mm -hmm. I did a, a radio interviews the other day. I did thirty six radio interviews as part of a radio tour the other day, and mm -hmm. happened to be sitting in Chicago on the day that they were doing the auction sale mm -hmm. you know, for bankruptcy. Yeah, you know, and it's sad when we see those companies that were like that. I mean, you know, when somebody like Enron goes under, you're like, eh. but when a company that used to be good goes under. It is sad, you know, and, and yep. I think a lot of it is part of it for me is when the leaders, you know, we kind of alluded to it, aren't recognizing that there is change, you know, that change is going to happen. You know, so many of the, especially the big companies didn't recognize that this little thing called Amazon was going to happen. Or yeah. if you were a taxi cab company that Uber and Lyft were going to come along, um, you know, and, and then those that adapted, of course, are still functioning. Those that still thought, oh, that's really not going to happen, you know, are gone. Yeah, that's so true. And you, you know, they, you know, you mentioned Kodak. You know, Kodak was a great company. It mm -hmm. had, you know, some of the the best known patents in the right. world. One of the largest patent holders in the world. They 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 were at the crux of material science and imaging mm -hmm. science, but they lost their way because of their hubris of their success. They mm -hmm. they started to believe that they were a film company, mm -hmm. and and so they got pigeonholed about believing who they were rather than realizing that they were never a film company. They were an emotional technology company right. and that that's how they made their money. And regardless of whether it was made in film or it was made in printing or it was made in digital imaging or a digital camera, mm -hmm. they forgot that. And so um, that was a major, major mistake for mm -hmm. them, a major faux pas and, and that and they just couldn't recover from. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many of us who came in there to help change that, it was so, so taken you know, it, it took us so long just to get people to realize it that we couldn't even turn the ship. You mm -hmm. just couldn't turn it around fast enough. Right. You know, and, and one of the things that often happens with those type of companies is they get that mentality that they're too big to fail. You know, we hear uh, that. We particularly hear that with financial institutions, and then poof, they fail. Um, yeah. But, 
you know, they, they think they're too good. Their products are too good. <coughs> Often, the, one of the biggest problems that I see, you know, just kind of looking in from the outside, is the CEO thinks they're too good. You know, yeah. I, and, and that's where the hero factor comes in, you know, and, and the fact that to be a hero company, you have to have a hero leader. So first, define for us what hero means, because we all have different definitions of that word. Well, it's, you know, that's a great way of being able to do it. I've given a couple of different ev- definitions of it in the book. And, but basically, it, it's really who someone who puts, who puts people over profit. Mm-hmm. And, and really, now, you, you, we, I don't want to get in this hero of like, you know, warriors and people coming back from the war. Right. And, you know, those, really, are, those are a different level of heroes. Yeah, those are totally heroes. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what, if we don't have a, a good free enterprise system, if we don't have the one thing we've got going in this country uh, over every other country in the world is the is the is our free enterprise system Mm -hmm. and if we don't protect that if we don't nurture that if we don't continue to feed that engine um we'll be overtaken by by populations and countries that are much bigger than we are quite frankly Mm -hmm. and have a a whole set of resources but our inertia of what we have is so great that everybody wants to come here first our enormous amount of wealth Mm -hmm. so our wealth is something that we can export Mm-hmm. And our way of life is something we can export, and our and our and and the, the safety of our free enterprise system is something that we need to continue to nurture. So you know, it's really about building you know a strong you know enterprise mm-hmm. in business where you value you know people, mm-hmm. and that is the people that serve the company in a culture mm-hmm. that serves your community and your communities, meaning the where you live. Right. Okay. The people that help you do what you do, um, meaning both your vendors and your employees, and then ultimately serving the customer. Mm -hmm. So it's really those hero leaders are really servant leaders, Mm -hmm. servant leaders to the company, servant leaders to their employees, servant leaders to their their vendors and servant leaders to their communities. And that's really what we try to focus. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, no hero, no CEO I know wants to stand up and says, I want to be a hero. I want to be a CEO. I want to be a hero CEO. Not mm-hmm. one. I don't know one. And um, but they do want to run hero companies. Mm-hmm. And so our our strategy and focus is around how to in our mission is how do we drive more hero companies mm-hmm. by driving hero companies. You, you become a hero leader and wh- and we give you some tools. We do it for free. We mm-hmm. don't even you know, you can you right, can I, I love downloads. Yeah. yeah, I would love you to buy the book. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to buy the book, you can just go to hero factor book.com mm-hmm. and there I, I give away a free assessment and I mm-hmm. give away a workbooks and a, a way that you can test yourself to see how you stand up against um, yourself as a mm-hmm. hero and whether you're a good co or a do-gooder mm-hmm. or you know a, a, um, or an asshat you know mm-hmm. or a bottom liner um, you can find out all those things and where you stack but then also give your give the test to your employees let them let, right. let's see how you compare right? mm-hmm. how you compare it to the employees because mm-hmm. it's very subjective and then we give you the exercises on how you get that you know back on track mm-hmm. and, which is not an easy thing to do and and it, even if you get there right you you need to improve yourself. Like mm-hmm. when I was reading the book, Deb, for the audio version um, that's being sold um, mm-hmm. today on on Audible and and, and other and other uh, venues. I as I was reading the book, I'm going, man, I'm not worthy. We're not worthy. We're we're not we're not living up to this. You know, I question my own company, even though mm-hmm. I here I am writing the book about it. I'm also uh, open enough to say that we can always improve. Right. 
You know, so the first week of January, I sit down with our team and I said, look, what do you think? You know, we went through it and we did the assessments. We took mm-hmm. everybody through it. And, and then we got realignment about what it is we really do and who do we really serve. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Well, and, you know, I was, I was reading your materials, obviously. And one of the things that struck me is, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that you ask the employees, you know, what do you think and all these various yeah. things. And so, of course, the first thing that has to exist before any of this happens is there has to be trust. I mean, you know, if somebody's going to raise their hand and, and, and say something and then know they're going to get fired, <laughs> you know, that's, that is not going to, to, to work. So they need to know that when they voice their opinion, might not be popular, but they need to know that it's, you know, it, it's okay for them it's to okay. say It's okay. Yeah. And which you should be able to have. I mean, if you can't have that, that uh, healthy debate, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's, then there's really something wrong with you. And that we, and we, and the hero, hero leaders, um, you know, CEOs that are running these kinds of companies really, truly believe in that, that mm-hmm. it's okay. And it's not, sometimes it's not easy to hear. I right. mean, I, I, I'm on the receiving end sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to, but if you really look in the mirror, and ask yourself the same question. You probably come up with that same mm-hmm. answer that they, or the same input that employee just gave. Right. You, you know? yeah. And and really, who wants to work somewhere where everybody is just yes men? You know, you you want them to feel free to not only voice their opinions but say, hey, what if we try this product or this service or what if we did this a little bit different? Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> which would be great, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because so so many times, wouldn't we do? Wouldn't it be better to do that than saying, "Well, we tried that once," right. or or uh, we can't do that because there's, there's no budget, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's yeah, not I, the way we've always done it. There you go. I like that <laughs> one. Too, yeah. You know, and and it, it it is. I've been in companies where you know I've put up my little hand and, and voiced something, and their first response was, "Nope, can't do it." And so then the next time when I might have, you know, one of my brilliant ideas, I'm not going to put my hand up because I got shot down. And even if they do it in a polite way, you still are thinking, okay, why should I bother? And then that just kind of breeds this whole distrust. You, you don't feel empowered. All of those keywords that, that we hear going around, transparency, all of these various things. And it's just a place to work. You yeah. know, and, and we spend so many hours working that we need to be in a place where it is a good place to be. You know, you mentioned the words happy and loyal. You know, you can tell when you walk into a business, are the employees happy? Are they loyal to be there? Now they can change jobs. I mean, that's not to say they're going to be there forever, but you know, while they're there, are they loyal? Well, that's a key thing. I, you know, I, I talk about this in the book mood. Um, I talked about in my last book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm a real believer in, in mood and, and I've kind of come around, you know, I, am a real believer in culture without question, but culture takes a long time to mm-hmm. develop. Um, and it's something you have to work on inside the company and you can do it, but it takes a long time and you got, but if you don't have a, an operational statement, you don't have a value statement or a set mm-hmm. of values then you, it's really tough to input, input culture. Mm-hmm. We all know that with our families, but, but, but mood is a very big thing. Mm-hmm. And mood is usually an offshoot of how the culture is going. Mm-hmm. So if, if you got a bad culture, you're going to have a bad mood by and large. Right. But you can, but but a mood can help you um, if you have a good mood. So because how many times we've been in a restaurant and the food is is terrible, but everybody's having a great time. Right. 
You're like, or, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can overlook the bad mm-hmm. stuff in the company or the bad food if it's I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. It's not the best food, but hey, I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. But if but if you go in and the, the you know the mood's bad mm-hmm. and the food's great, you still don't want to go back. Right. You Somehow know, so, the food becomes bad also. Yeah, exactly, because mm-hmm. it becomes a bad experience. So 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 you have to overall you have to over time work on that culture and develop a, a winning culture that you, you know, that that's one that's stated, mm-hmm. but that really comes around the values. It's kind of like your family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, that's the way I always describe culture. Like it's like your family, you know, you have certain rules in your family. You can't do this. You can't do this. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's a pretty good thing to have because mm-hmm. everybody knows what it is. You'd state right. it because dad said it or mom said it. And mm-hmm. that's the way, you know, Yeah, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way it is. And I think that's cool. You know, and it is, it's a challenge for companies, especially when they get bigger and bigger. You know, if you've got 50 employees, it's pretty easy. If you have 5,000 employees, you know, and, and I say that in a, in a way because when the CEO is somebody you may never see, you might not even see, you know, you might only see your manager and not even, you know, higher up the ladder. And so then it gets very difficult so I, I love the companies that have a CEO who's very visible, um, you know, and, and it, it's funny. I remember years ago, I worked for that little financial company called ING, which is now called Voya. And the, the division I worked for, it, uh, the CEO, uh, would he was often in his office, didn't go out and about. And then he thought, you know what, he needed to go see people. And so he would walk the floors. And we had the cubicles that had, you know, the five foot high partitions and and Mm -hmm. he was tall. So you could see him. And of course, when he started this, it sent fear and terror into everyone. What's he doing here? Why is he here? What's he here? And and you'd run, you'd hide, you know, all these various things. But he loved really getting in and just talking to people. But it took a while. You know, it's kind of like you said, when you're changing cultures or trying to, to make some changes, you get pushback. I mean, the HR people went to him and said, you've got to stop doing that because you're making people think you're going to fire him. And he said, no, no, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, you know, and, and that pushback sometimes really is what's telling you that's the way you're supposed to be going. Yeah, it's totally, I, I think that's great. And, th- and that's what I talk about in um, the last book that I wrote was Think Big, Act Bigger. Mm-hmm. And it's good to create tension. Tension's mm-hmm. a good thing. And that's one of the key things that I see in real winning companies are those companies that create tension mm-hmm. and, and healthy tension, not, right. not a negative, not tension, scary tension. Mm-hmm. Nah, scary tension's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> although, although sometimes needed from time to time, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, but if you have healthy tension in the system, you know, that's where, you, that's why I say today, right now with what's going on with Trump and everything else mm-hmm. that's going on in Congress and everything else, There's a lot of tension. People, <laughs> well, there's a lot of tension, but I think that's a good, it's good for the country. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for um, a democracy. And the, here's why. And I talk about this in the book because it makes people pick sides. Mm-hmm. And it, in picking sides, you have to be definitive about what you want and what you right. stand for. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have the discussion and you get to a point that's better than it was before mm-hmm. because the tension makes you talk about it. Right. And, and I think that's good for us. And, and a big portion of my book, in fact, one whole section is about pick a side. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're running your business, pick a side. You want to be a good co? You want to be a do-gooder? Mm-hmm. You want to be a hero business? You want to be a bottom line or you want to be an asset? I don't care. Pick a side. 
mm-hmm. and get right. there because then at least you'll lead it somewhere and we know where you stand. Mm-hmm. I might not like it, but I know where you stand. Right. And, and also, so do all your employees and so do all the people that work with you. Now you can start to identify these kind of companies and do you want to work with them? Do you want to work for them? And the same thing happens when it comes to politics or anything else. Mm-hmm. Pick a side. Right. And, I, and by the way, and because of this, we've got live in a great country. And, you know, a lot of people are, are eliminating people off their Facebook friends because they, they voted for Trump or they voted for Hillary or they, uh, they, they're supporting the wall or not supporting the wall. My gosh, come on. You know, no one's in this. Luckily, for the most part, no one's dying. And mm-hmm. this, but this is a good thing. I think it's a great way. And it's by the way, if you us think. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, and do something because mm-hmm. we got into this mess right. because for a long time, nobody did anything. In fact, mm-hmm. everybody thought that guy's never going to win. Right. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, most people thought mm-hmm. he, he's never going to win. And then he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wake up. Wake yeah. up. Yeah. Well, and we should never pick the side just to pick the side. Um, I remember a long time ago when I was getting my undergraduate degree, I was a political science major. And I had this professor that she was just about as liberal as you could get, especially back in the <clears throat> 80s. <laughs> and, then, you know, and, and she asked us, you know, she went around and, and, you know, today, I'm not even sure you could do this, but she went around and she said, you know, I want you to tell me if you're a Republican or a Democrat and why. Mm-hmm. And if it is simply because your mom and or your dad were a Republican or a Democrat, you're going to fail the class. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we all kind of cowered and, and she really didn't want in-depth answers. I mean, I think you got about 30 seconds, you know, to, yeah. to say, you know, you like business, you're, you know, you were socially conscious, you know, so things like that. Um, but yeah, just because mommy or daddy liked that wasn't the way to do it. And, and so in business, the same thing goes, you know, just because the person sitting next to you or your boss or whoever feels that way, you need to, to say, okay, I feel this way because. Yeah, Totally. Totally. And, and, and that's what I think is real important. And, and that's why hero businesses do so well. Is mm-hmm. You got to get really clear about the values. You got to have good discussion. You got to have debate. Mm-hmm. You got you to have a little tension. You got to say, no, I don't believe in that. No, that's not right. Um, you know, uh, we got into an argument in our company about who we represent and how many. Mm. And, um, you know, the sales team would say, um, well, we believe we're, we represent this many because this is a broader audience and it's kind of like this. And other people said, no, we really don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so they had to come to an accommodation between right. the two. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's, I love it when we get to, you know, when, when people are, are forced in many cases to have these discussions. And they're, in many cases, going to be uncomfortable. Um, but that's what makes it good. You know, the, like we were saying, the status quo might be, you know, you're going merrily along, but you really aren't going to improve and evolve, right. you know, and, and, you know, and, and so that's where it's good to have these discussions. And sometimes you might decide that's not the company you want to be with. Or, you know, if you were the CEO, you might think, you know, it's gone in a different direction than I founded or, you know, they hired me to do. So maybe it is time to, to do something different. Yeah, without question. And, and and again, these are pivotal moments in your mm-hmm. in your career, pivotal moments in your company, and it's a t- and it's a chance for you to have some self reflection mm-hmm. and decide if this is really what you want to do and how you want to do it. That, nothing wrong with that. Love that. Right. Right. Yeah, love it. Well, we should be doing that, you know, frequently with our relationship, with our friendships, with our Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, and a lot of people are right. A right. Lot of people right. Are. You know, and 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 it's funny. You know, I I might 
unfollow that I might do the 30 day unfollow of somebody, but unless it's somebody who's really using language that I object to, I don't unfollow them. I just do that thing called skip their post. I just don't read it. Um, you know, and, and is, is there a 30 day unfollow? I there didn't. is, there is a 30 or 30 day. Yeah. 30. It's either 30 day hide or 30 day unfollow, but um, huh. you know, and, and I've used those for a variety of things. So I, I like doing that with, with some people because see the trick is then they still see my stuff <laughs> it's yeah, all about there, me. Right. Yeah, there you um, go. But you know, the, the hard thing is when you've got a company that's been doing really well, and then they falter. Or more importantly, the leader falters. Elon Musk <laughs> really comes to mind on this, you know. And of course, what he's done is he simply showed that he's human. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, right. And you know, and that but that's what's so hard, especially if you are a hero leader and you've set this great culture, this great company, is things happen you know, yeah. outside your control or things that were in your control. So how do companies deal with things like that? Well, which pieces? When, you know, say, okay, so if it's say it's something outside your control, so something outside the company has changed the dynamic of what's going on, what do you do? Oh, we have to acknowledge it. You have mm -hmm. to first re realize it. So the first thing you have to do is realize that something's changed. You got to realize the digital world is upon you. Right. <laughs> it's not, you know, it, and, it's going to get you. <laughs> exactly. So here, so I call it stories. Mm -hmm. Okay. I call it stories. We are so wrapped up in our stories of who we are that, and, and sometimes if you think about it, Deb, and we know speakers, we know speakers, we know mm -hmm. people who are out there and they kind of freeze, freeze frame it. Mm -hmm. Like they get locked in. So mm -hmm. they're still using the picture of them 15 years ago. Right. Um, on their website. They're mm -hmm. still saying, I do this. They're still saying the same quotes. They're still saying meaning of who they represent, mm -hmm. how they represent and so forth. And so they don't adapt. They don't change. And, and really, if you look at it, that's when they start dying. I mean, as a company or uh, as a as a thought leader or whatever they might be. So we live in these stories. Let me give you a great example. Okay. So I was back when I was the chief marketing officer of Eastman Kodak. I joined in 2006. Mm -hmm. And the very first week I was there in 2006, I had a meeting with the top marketing uh, folks and that CMO at the time, because I was brought on first as a CMO of a division mm -hmm. with the with the, the notion and the understanding that I was going to take over the person's job that I was sitting in the room with at the mm -hmm. time. And I was getting briefed Did that on person know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. It was pretty well known. Uh, yeah. It wasn't always liked, but you know, it was pretty okay. well known. And, and, um, and in that process, I just had to earn it. You know, I had to show that I would do right. it. That's in this need. We all knew that was coming. And, and um, at least mo the, 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 the key officers knew. Now, mm -hmm. not all the employees didn't know that. Or, or a lot of the, you know, uh, people reporting to us didn't know that. But, you know, myself, the CEO, the president of the two divisions and myself, we all knew because we had that discussion. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I said, I wasn't going to come on unless I could get that job, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'd take this other job while I worked it, you know, that's okay. Because still, mm -hmm. I'm a big company, you know, mm -hmm. billions and billions of dollars. I'm, I'm, I, I, can, I got a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. so, so anyway... Um, when that, and then in that meeting, like the third day on the job, they briefed me and told me the following, you know, that the Kodak.com uh, is the most visited site in the world for, to come and view photographs. In mm -hmm. fact, uh, we have a picture of the day and over a million people visit that website a day. Wow. Okay. That's what I was told. Mm -hmm. So when I left four years later, 
that same story was being told. Oh, no. Still just a million people. Mm-hmm. Now, now let's fast forward to 2018 mm-hmm. in December. I was at an event where a Kodak executive got up and said the exact same quote. Oh. So 12 years later, mm-hmm. from the day that I first heard it, the same exact statistic The same exact number was being Mm -hmm. used. So what happens is we live in stories. And Mm -hmm. when we start living in stories, we start declining. Mm -hmm. And and so it's real important for us to always question the story. Right. A question, you know, our, our, our belief, question where we stand at any given time to make sure, yeah, is that really who we are? Is that really what we do? Right. And, and do we need to make changes? And, you know, let's be honest. Sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> you know, yeah. things, things might not need to be changed. Well, or you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean you, you can decide that. I mean, it's a free, free world, mm-hmm. free choice, right? Right. Yeah. Well, then, you know, kind of on the flip side of that, are the companies that, you know, as, as you put it in your book, go to the dark side. <laughs> um, you know, and, and they make bad decisions for whatever reason. You know, Wells Fargo leaps to mind, you know, where they – they put so much pressure on people that they really did think in order to keep their jobs, they had to, to do things that were shady. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah, but, but see, that even gets to a point where was it, it, that wasn't just one person doing right. it. That was many. Yeah, but the culture actually became like that. That was what was, oh, was kind yeah. of unbelievable. Yeah, and it's, it's surprising to see that. See, but that's, again, if you were rooted in values, mm-hmm. would that occur? Right. If you were rooted in values, if you were viewed, if you were rooted in, a, say, a value that we always treat the cu- a customer better than we treat ourselves, mm-hmm. that was one of your values. Would that have happened? No. No. The, the problem is, well, they didn't have the values. Their value was to make to more money, sales and make more money, and drive the and hit to the profits. So they became they became an an, an operating company, a bottom liner, mm-hmm. and that's not a good thing. And and that be, that became their that became their their culture, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, that's where you fail. You make huge mistakes. Right. Now, there's nothing wrong. There's now in this case, what they did was wrong. But it's nothing. It's not wrong to be a bottom line company, right? You know, if you're not breaking the law. But in this case, eh, that yeah, was shady. Good. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I'm a Wells Fargo Wells Fargo customer. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I had an account open in my name. Uh, I think we checked and mm-hmm. found out we didn't. But in other in some parts of the country, yeah, they opened mm-hmm. up accounts. Right. Not good. Well, and it has been interesting to watch how they've tried to turn things around. Um, you know, their their latest commercials are back to the stagecoach. You know that they you know they they had that in the the commercials for a long time, but they're talking about winning your trust back. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I know there are an awful lot of people that are like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> but the, I think to me, what's important is they acknowledged it. They were, you know, they, they, it was like, yeah, we know we lost your trust and now we have to earn it back. Yeah, well, they, well, without question, or you, or you really will lose, and, mm-hmm. and right. trust is an important thing. And I talk about this, um, you know, in I think pretty much all my books. But mm-hmm. trust has three components to it. One is sincerity, mm-hmm. which is really hard to overcome if you break someone's sincerity. Right. So, but use typically when you meet someone, you say, "I'm going to trust you." Mm-hmm. First thing you do is grant them sincerity. Now we'll measure you based on reliability and competency. So without question, let's go back to this example of of um, of Wells Fargo. 
So they're competent without question. They're competent. And, and I think they're fairly reliable. And the biggest thing they're going to have to overcome is whether they're really sincere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, will they live up? What's it? You know, I, so I question was like, what is your set of values? Mm -hmm. What will, what will prevent you from doing it again? Just changing the players? Right. You got to change a lot of players because this was a widespread mm -hmm. thing. This wasn't just one thing or two things. This was this was multiple, mm -hmm. multiple things. So what are you going to do to change that? And then it gets to me, it gets back to what is it you want to be when you grow up? What kind mm -hmm. of company do you want to represent? How do you want to how do you want to be seen? Mm -hmm. And and how do you want to be represented? Because today's today's companies, when you see the company, you see the CEO. Mm -hmm. When you see the CEO, you see the company. You can't separate the people from the business. Right. And, and that's where it's hard with the big, you know, the truly big companies like Microsoft, like uh, Virgin, you know, the, the company like Tesla, you know, they've, they've got those leaders that are the company. You know, the company is them. They are the company. You, you know, they're not, they're, they're really interchangeable, um, you know, and, and that is where our, especially like I said, when you've got someone like Elon Musk, who's human. Um, you know, and, and makes mistakes and sends things that he's, you know, says things that he's not supposed to. Yeah, well, but that's okay. I, I think that's okay. And I think most people will allow people to, but I, I think that's one of the things that's appealing about him too, right? Mm -hmm. You, you right. said that earlier, mm -hmm. uh, is because he is who he is. And I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think people are buying into it a lot. Mm -hmm. I think they buy into Bezos. Um, mm -hmm. Probably not as much as much with him. Um, because I will tell you, you know, the value, the, the value system around Amazon is fairly, um, I don't want to get myself into trouble, but at the same time, I don't mind saying, I think it's fairly predatory mm -hmm. um, well, in the way that they, they operate. Yeah. I mean, and that's just kind of clear from uh, just kind of watching from the outside, you know, that they have grown by overtaking, um, you know, and, and by acquiring and, you know, all of these various things. Uh, you know, and, and um, but it, it, it's interesting when you have things like, you know, that he has an affair and now he's going to lose, you know, lots and lots of money, um, you know. And, that's a, and, but that's a personal side. I don't right. think it has anything to do with his business side unless he was having the affair at the same time he was in the office. Mm -hmm. now, and then, then, then that's I, just really bad judgment. Well, no, but then, well, not just bad. It's, uh, mm -hmm. It could be could, could be perceived as being against the law, too, but right. depending oh, on yeah. mm -hmm. whether she worked there or not. Mm -hmm. Right. She didn't, but, mm -hmm. but regardless of that, I am his personal life, their personal life. Mm -hmm. uh, you can take that into, into consideration of judgment about the business and so forth. For some people, that'll have an impact. For many others, mm -hmm. it doesn't. So, right, yeah, those little stock market people. The, the stock goes up, the stock goes down. Yeah, um, you know, and, and that is where it's hard when you're that leader and everybody is looking to you. You know, especially if you are, you know, the, uh, you know, considered by yourself or by others to be that hero. Is you know sometimes you end up being the martyr. So what's the difference between a hero and a martyr? Well, martyr, someone's going to die. Right, <laughs> they're going to fall yeah. on that sword. Yeah, I mean you 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 don't adapt, you don't mm -hmm. change. You have a a single-minded purpose which which will not waver. That's mm -hmm. what a martyr does, mm -hmm. and martyrs typically die, and will go down with the ship. Well, a hero leader is to is to trans is to get us around those icebergs, mm -hmm. to get us around those hardships, to get us around those those points in time where we won't won't give on anything, mm -hmm. um, and that's that's the big difference between the two. Right. You know, and the other thing that, you know, when we see that the companies that are so good, you know, and, 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 and a hero company is that 
you know, maybe the org charts almost disappear because everybody has a voice. They do kind of run things from the bottom up. And that's difficult. I mean, you know, because you're in, in essence giving power away. But, you know, we have to trust that the employees want the company to be successful too, or they're going to be out of job. Um, but, you know, so I, a big part of, of having that hero company is the employees and, and how to really have the, the premise that at the bottom, you know, the, it, that we're going to empower and, and give everybody great opportunities. Oh, well, without, well, <laughs> that's the core, right? Mm-hmm. So in regards of where you set on the org chart, I mean, hero, hero leaders recognize the entire pe- uh, contribution of every single person mm-hmm. that works in the company. Because right. you're people, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I get that a lot from people like, look, Jeff, you bought and sold over 250 companies in your career, 25 billion in transaction. You used to manage budgets of billions of dollars. Uh, you're on boards. You're, you're your best selling author. You have it. You had a primetime television show, but man, you seem like a regular guy. Well, or a regular person, you know, take the guy thing out and just say regular person. You're a regular mm-hmm. human. Well, I don't know any different. What's the difference? Right. You know, I, I'm the same as anyone else. I just happen to get luckier. And sometimes I'm a little bit more experienced or smarter in some areas. And a lot of times I'm stupid, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we're all people. And I think that's the key thing that we got to keep in mind. I think real leaders recognize for the grace of God, go I. Right. And, and um, you know, and a big difference on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and although, you know, I think they're. there, you know, um, I, I just think that's a, that's a big differentiation for a lot of hero leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I love the companies that invest in their employees, you know, whether it's training, whether it's that they're going to, you know, give them time to go back to school, you know, all these various things. And it, it, the interesting thing is then when somebody who, you know, is is the skeptic, is the, the doubter, well, you know, you're going to train them so well, they're going to leave. Well, yeah. you know, they might. Right. They, very well <laughs> might. they probably were going to leave anyway for some reason. Right. Well, but that's, that's, but if you, if, if they're rooted in values, they're rooted in what you do and how you do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you're going to leave. Right. 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 Yeah. It, um, I interviewed a gentleman. Oh gosh, it's been maybe a year ago or so. His name is Ray Perkowski and he runs a company that does trade show management. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. But it's a big company. I mean, like they, they manage the big trade shows and he is a true servant leader. And I remember one of the things that he talked about was if it, it, part of, there were several things he mentioned. One was that his company has gotten so large that he no longer knows everybody. And so he, you know, he doesn't really like that, but he has also empowered his managers to act like he would act, which is, you know, obviously a very important part of this process. But he said, you know, one of the things is, you know, people will come to him and say, you know, Ray, it's time for me to move on. And he'll, you know, in many cases, try and convince them to, to stay. But if they're ready to move on, he said, we help them move on. Yeah. You know, can we make a connection for them? All oh, these various yeah. things. Yeah. And, and I loved that concept, you know, that, that it, we, and, and he said, quite often they come back. Right. And, you know, and he said, sometimes they don't, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. And I mean, and that's scary. I mean, I can't imagine a boss of, now maybe my direct supervisor saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, sure, I'll, I'll make that phone call for you. But I can't imagine, you know, somebody higher up saying, okay, we're going to help you with that. Yeah. 
Well, but that, I think that's, I tell folks all the time that, that if, if I'm, you're going to have the greatest experience in your life and whatever you learn here will help you and whatever you do next. Mm-hmm. And whether that's staying here and taking over the company, owning the company, being a better employee in the company or going somewhere else, uh, we will help you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and because I want that. Right. Um, you know, and I can't tell you the number of times that, and there's been a couple of times where, where I've actually, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, Bless you. I've actually fired people mm-hmm. and, and I've, uh, years later, someone will run into them and said, well, what was that like for that? Would, would you, you met that person? They said, yeah, they work for you. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do they have to say about me? So it was the best experience in life. I said, mm-hmm. that would it surprise you if I told you I fired that person. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, but mm-hmm. boy, what a, what a cool, what a cool experience, you know, mm-hmm. not, not, not that's cool to do, but what, right. a, mm-hmm. you know, feedback that that was because of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and of course the important thing is that you hire right to start with. Um, and that's where it's hard, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, you, you can't always figure out who is the right person. But when you've got all these, you know, when, when you have your vision, when you have all these things, somebody even in many cases knows, hey, you know, it's not a good fit. I'm probably not even going to apply there. <laughs> um, but, but hiring the right person is, is what is absolutely critical to this process. Absolutely. That question. So that's another example of why you should test well. Mm-hmm. You know, test, you know, have some certain things that they fit in. You know, I'm about to hire a pretty high executive inside the company. Somebody's going to come on board and, and I was sitting down with her yesterday. I said, well, I want you to meet my other partner. I want to get you together with him. And I said, what are you doing next Sunday? And she goes, well, nothing. Why? I said, well, how about you and your significant other come have dinner with my wife and I, you know, mm-hmm. because I want to, you know, I want to have that. I want to make sure that that experience is good for her, right. good for us, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that can be scary and intimidating, but they should recognize, now, obviously, you know, at that high level of a position, that's probably not going to be scary and intimidating for them. But, you know, it, it's the same thing if you're applying for a lower level job, you go out to lunch with everybody, you know, things like that. And and so you, we, and we get in this, we must hire, we must hire, we must fill the position. Well, then all we're doing is churning people and then nobody's happy. Yeah, totally. Without question. Well, one of the things that I was thinking about when I was reading your materials and reading your book, do you think that it is some of this shift, change, you know, whatever we want to call it, is coming about because of millennials? And and I'm not speaking about millennials in a negative way. I'm talking about the millennials who want to work for companies that make a difference. And they're picking places that make a difference. And, you know, and personally and professionally, you know, they're work, they want to work for a place where they get Fridays off or, you know, whatever. Do you, do you see that as something that might be, you know, part of this, this change? No, no, I know that's going to surprise people. I think the change is coming about because of the transparency. Mm -hmm. Um, I think digital has opened us up for a great deal of transparency, the Mm -hmm. speed of which change is occurring. And then the fact that it's so visible because Mm -hmm. of social media, because of digital, because of video, because of communications quicker, faster. Now everyone, now everyone can break a story. Mm -hmm. Now everyone can get the word out. You can't hide. It will be seen. It will be heard. It Mm -hmm. will be recorded. It will be shown. It will be, you know, whatever lame thing that you have done or do mm-hmm. inside of company will be shown a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's just the millennials because I think 
if you, you know, I don't think everybody wakes up every morning because I can't wait to be stupid, you know, as a leader. <laughs> even, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but, but even the bad ones, I don't think do that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a greater consciousness. And so mm -hmm. I th why I think they can help with it, I don't think they caused it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Well, and then, you know, the, the other thing, and you do mention this in your book, is the Me Too uh, thing oh, that, yeah. you know, and, and, and the fact that in, you know, for, you know, whether it's women or, you know, whoever, it, it really is kind of an empowering time where it's like, no, we're not going to take this anymore. But, you know, I remember people saying that back in the 70s, you know, we're not going to take this anymore. Uh, you know, and, and so it's not new, but it's it, like you said, maybe because of social media, because of media in general, we just hear about it so much more. Uh, without without question, and and I think that's good. But I think those things are good, right? And and you know when it comes to the Me Too thing, you know, and I take that on in the book as well. I I think it's great to have the exposure. You know, today mm -hmm. uh, over the last couple of days, it's been about the Gillette commercial and people mm -hmm. walking away and being told what masculinity is and so forth. You know, again, I don't think uh, most men want to live like that. I don't mm -hmm. think, and I'm a, I I would consider myself a very kind of manly man. I think most people would look at me like that. Well, you're right? a cowboy. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, you know? yeah. and, and now, I grew up where that's a really good thing, so that's okay. Yeah, well, I think it's a good <laughs> thing, too, but, the, you know, am I, have I done things that I would be ashamed of today? Yes, without question, because I didn't know any better, and mm -hmm. I was stupid, And and but with a higher level of consciousness, with more more visibility into it, more transparency, more diversity, more mm -hmm. inclusion, it's a better world. Mm -hmm. It's a better way of operating. Right. And, and I, you know, it's like I was having a debate with the CEO today. Should we offer in our company, he and I were both advocating it and executives inside of our company, by the way, women mm -hmm. were advocating that we should not give parental uh, leave. Hmm. And I'm advocating. I'm mm -hmm. saying, I think I want to do this for the guys as much as it is right. for the women. Mm -hmm. And why not? Why don't we have that? Mm -hmm. What happens if they're gay parents? Right. We're not going to give. What, wait. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. What I said, this becomes a problem. And I think it's actually a big benefit. And I think mm -hmm. it's a right thing to do. Would I have liked to have had a few weeks, a few weeks off? Because I don't right. know that I could do more. I don't think I could do more than a couple. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, I just don't even take vacations hardly. But, but um, because I like doing what I do so much now. But what, if I had a birth of a child, would I want to be home? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'd want to be home. Right. So, but I would have to do that differently. And by the way, in the workplace at that time in my life, I'd have been fired. Mm -hmm. That's not right. Right. So, so that's not fair. So, mm -hmm. so anyway, those, those are just kind of things I think that we start having the discussions and we have to start thinking about and which brings us back to why, you know, I think we're, we're starting to see hero, more hero companies come mm -hmm. about. And what is that hero factor? So I want to encourage people who are listening, go to the herofactorbook.com mm -hmm. and you'll have a free assessment. Get a chance to know the book a little bit better. We'd love to have you buy it. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it in Barnes and Noble. You can find it anywhere. You can get an audio version of it. I actually read it, you know, love mm -hmm. to have you be a part of it. And then find out more about the Hero Club. Right. Love to have you find out about the Hero mm -hmm. Club. Love to have you join. If you're a CEO, mm -hmm. you're an entrepreneur, you're an owner, you're a partner, you're, you're president of the company. We'd love to have you there. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, I've, I've got the, the website open for the Hero Club, and it is by invitation only. I mean, this is not, oh, hey, I just want to do this, so I'm going to do it. Oh, so we're going to check you out. We're going to yeah, check you out. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, and you do have events throughout the, the United States that are members and non-members. So, you know, that's, that's great. And, and, uh, you know, I, I love it. I've, uh, you know, now, you know, back to, like I said, in the, the very start, I am part of C-Suite Network. Yep. And so, you know, I, I see these things and, you know, I love that it's, it, Maybe a really large mastermind group. <laughs> well, it's a lot. It's a you know we call we tend to call them councils because I think mastermind groups to me it's a peer group mm -hmm. because um, you know a mastermind typically is one person standing up mm -hmm. and telling everybody else and then they get you motivated, inspired, and then and then pretty much turn you loose. We want right. to do a little bit more than that. This mm -hmm. is about holding people accountable. It's about, do you know, again, signing. We make everybody sign a pledge that mm -hmm. says you're going to operate your business in a certain manner, ethically, morally, um, financially. Um, mm -hmm. And it's an important thing and a big di differentiation from just, uh, you know, signing up and paying dues mm -hmm. and going to something. Right. So, you know, I do have a couple of questions about the Hero Club. Obviously, like, you know, just me, I don't have employees, so I'm not sure that that would be, you know, that I'd be a good fit. But, you know, you're not talking about just the companies that have thousands of employees. Um, you know, what kind of kind of give us just a, a little overview of who of, you know, who your membership base is. Well, the the membership in as well in terms of the whole C suite network, I'm really trying to figure out which membership. You I know, know that the Hero yeah, Club. Sorry about yeah, that. No, okay, it's okay because we got the Hero Club, we got uh -huh. the C suite radio, we got C suite. You have too many hats. No, we, <laughs> no, we love it. We love being all things tweet. That's that's really what we describe as. You know, our Hero Club membership is made up of mostly companies of about two and a half million or higher. Okay. Uh, we have billion dollar companies. We have a uh, hundred million dollar companies. We have what we call mid cap companies. Uh, we'd have small businesses that two and a half million to a hundred million. That's what we describe as a small business. Mm -hmm. We have um, companies that are publicly traded. We have companies that are privately owned. We have startups, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of startups. And we even have some that are under two and a half million, but we know they're going to be well funded. Right. Um, and that's a big, that's a big thing for us is to make sure that we know that they're going to be successful mm -hmm. because, and, and then we vet every, every business that comes in there. Uh, we're a little bit higher male than female, which is we're trying our work, trying, trying to do yeah, our best. You know, oh. Right now there's more males that are that level than, than females. So, you know. but you know, in all of our conferences, I have more females up on right. stage than we have mm -hmm. more female executives up on stage mm -hmm. than we do have males. And someone said, why do you do that? I said, well, because we can. And mm -hmm. for, and the second reason is for so long, it was predominantly male. Mm -hmm. male. And it's, and, and, you know, get back to that Gillette commercials, it's time for men to do the right thing. So mm -hmm. let's look at, you know, boards of directors. Today, right. it's 17% of all board of directors around the world are made, made up of women. 17%. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Right. Just 17. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. 17. Even mm -hmm. if you had put a moratorium on mm -hmm. every, every um, you know, expiration of every board member, mm -hmm. you know, and we only filled it with women, uh, we wouldn't be at lifetime. We, my, we wouldn't be a parody of my lifetime. Right. It's just not right. So, 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 where where a a enlightened executive can make a change, mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to make a change. And and don't don't think I'm some kind of liberal do gooder because I'm. It's just good business too. Mm -hmm. right. you know, I'm, I am a do gooder, but but um, but, I'm but you also, make money too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's be clear. I'm a capitalist. You know, with a capital C and a capital T at the end. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, without question. And and so um, I'm a real believer in, the, as you can tell earlier in the conversation in this podcast, uh, you know, in the free enterprise system and what we do and how we do it. And mm -hmm. 
you know, I'm connected to the highest, you know, levels of government as well. Mm-hmm. And but but I'm a real believer, and it just makes good business sense, and it's also doing the right thing. I right. love that. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and it, it's really important that people realize those two are not mutually exclusive. And the sad thing is that we have people who think that you can do good or you can make money. No, you can do both. Yeah, without question, mm-hmm. without question. And and then there's nothing right, and that's what you should do. And mm-hmm. again, get let's get back to what we said earlier, Deb. Pick a side, right? right. Pick a side, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. So, how do we create our next generation of hero leaders? By leading, by doing it, making it happen, and by being the greatest examples that we can. Mm-hmm. So, by us as leaders putting a stake in the ground, said I'm going to stand for something, and this is how we're going to live our values. The same way we raise our children. There's mm-hmm. no difference by raising great businesses and having great people in the business by running companies with hero cultures. We create more heroes. That's how we win. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the, the biggest things that people, you know, n- need to, to be thinking about is if you are that hero leader, you know, whether you've, you know, and, and recognized by others is that not just, Hey, I'm a hero leader. Mentor, mentor folks, um, you know, and, and that's where you can really help them in, in, you know, help bring them along is really, you know, share your knowledge and share your, your skills and, and expertise. And, but again, you know, share your knowledge with people. Well, and, and, and speak it and talk it and drive mm-hmm. it and swat, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and mm-hmm. live it every day. And if you can do that, that's pretty good. Again, right. pick a side, tell people about it and stand for something worth it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the kind of life I want to live. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got a couple meetings coming up throughout the United States, um, you know, and, and so I encourage folks to go to HeroClub.com, and there you'll see, you know, uh, various things about it, but it does have the upcoming events, yep. so, you know, all over everywhere. Um, yeah, we'll do 60 meetings this year, yep. well over oh, yeah. 60 meetings, so we'd love to have you come. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be in Nashville, we'll be in Charlotte, we'll be in Raleigh, we'll be in Orlando, we'll be in Dallas, we'll be in St. Louis, we'll be, I can keep going, we'll be in 40 <laughs> different cities this year. So we're right by you. And if we're not right by you, jump on a plane and come because we'd mm-hmm. love to have you be a part of it. Right. And all you got to do is go to HeroCEOClub.com. Mm-hmm. you find about it or check out Hero Factor, uh, the Hero Factor book. So HeroFactorBook.com mm-hmm. or come see me at Hazlet.com. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Okay, Jeffrey, in about two minutes, tell us about C-Suite Network and why that's a great resource for people. Well, the C-Suite Network, we kind of alluded to it a couple times. It's all things, you know, Mm C-Suite. It's the most trusted platform to serve the most powerful leaders um, in business today. That's what it is. And so we have C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, which is the podcast, which your show is one of our featured shows um, in our lineup of uh, just talented, talented uh, uh, executives who are out there educating. We have a book club. We have C-Suite Book Club. We have a new C-Suite Academy. We're kicking off the Speakers Bureau. Um, just, you know, it's all things C-suite. And so mm-hmm. we have different levels of membership, lots of councils that you can participate, like the Hero Club, like the AI Council, the Sales Council, Marketing Impact Council, uh, Women in the Boardroom, so many different groups that you can come and join and be a part of. Uh, we can find it for you. And it's for all C-suite executives. Right. So while the Hero Club might only be for CEOs and for founders and, mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs, um, the C-suite is for anyone that's a VP or higher. Mm-hmm. inside of a company. Right. Well, and 
that goes for small businesses and entrepreneurs also. You know, we're, we're CEOs of our own small company, but we're still a CEO, um, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, the resources that you have are fabulous. You know, and hello, I am tooting my own horn here a little bit, but, <laughs> you know, if you want to get to those levels, so, you know, college students, or if you're, you know, middle management right now, all those various things, you know, it's a great resource. The books alone. I mean, you know, when I'm, you know, now I read a lot for this program. I typically interview, yep. you know, most of the people I interview are authors. And so I, I read a lot there, but, you know, there are also times where I'm thinking, okay, I need a new book about marketing, about sales, about whatever. Yep. I go to C-Suite Network and look at the books there first. Or you need a coach. I mean, we have so many advisors. We have C-Suite Network advisors. You go there. You want an expert in your local community? I'll, we'll find you one. We have them. We have right. hundreds and hundreds of experts now that we can connect you with all over the world um, and be able to you know, provide you with speech coaches, leadership, mm-hmm. financial impact. And we have some great partners like now CFO. So you got uh, outsourcing. We give you um, all kinds of things like Clear and MD Live and, and, and uh, oh, I love Love this one, profit.co, mm-hmm. uh, which is a way to keep track of your goals and promises inside your company mm-hmm. and those of your employees. Mm-hmm. So we give you software, education. Uh, we give you so many benefits as being mm-hmm. a part of it. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, you know, as I said, even if you're not a part of it, there are tons and tons of great resources there. So I encourage everybody to check it out. So Jeffrey, oh my gosh, it's the, the hour is up. We could chat forever because I just love talking with you. And so, you know, I know you're going to write another book. And so we'll have you on again because I had you <laughs> on before with Think Big, Act Bigger. And it was funny. I gave copies of that book to my clients. Some of them kind of looked at me a little curiously like, hmm. But, uh, you know, it was, it was great. I, I gave it to my clients and, and I told them, I said, you, you do. You, it's, you know, hello, you need to be doing this. Um, uh-huh. But in the meantime, where do people find you and connect with you online? Well, they can find me again through C-Suite, the Hero Club, but you can just go to hazlet.com. But if you look at anything, Jeffrey Hazlet, you can find me on, um, you know, you can find me on iTunes, you can find me on C-Suite Radio, you can find me on every social media channel um, and just hazlet.com. Perfect. I love it. Well, are there any final words you want to leave our listeners with? Well, it's hero time. So mm-hmm. get in, get in the game, pick a side, get in the game and go to herofactorbook.com and uh, take your free assessment. Perfect. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely wonderful time. Can't wait to do, do it again. Talking with Jeffrey Hazlett. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.